chapter six, in which we hear about cats and seagulls and feats of daring do, against a backdrop of music that only the tide of the Thames could provide. Welcome to chapter six. You should now be standing in the middle of what I'm going to call a flag sculpture. Straight in front of you is the river. If you look to your left, you'll see a tower block. To your right, you'll see a library. If you're not in quite the right place yet, do press pause until you're ready. All good? Let's continue. In this spot, we'll hear a collection of stories across the decades from the Byatt family who defined this area. Let's start with young Darren, shall we? If you look towards the river and look at the first cannon next to the lamppost, you should be able to see him sitting on top of it. Squint hard, concentrate, because he's there all right. Mucking about as usual and causing trouble, no doubt. Hello, how are you? I'm Darren. Last week in school, we had to do this project about local heroes. I thought it was going to be well boring until I found out about this American stuntman called Samuel Gilbert Scott who once jumped off Niagara Falls. Listen to this. He got to Deptford in 1840 and he said he would dive off a mast of 167 feet with a cat either side of his body. I've, I've no idea what the cat bit was about. Anyway, he jumped just over there towards Tower Bridge, just past the tower. But it went a bit wrong and the mast rope got caught around his neck. He survived and said, The hemp that is to hang me is not grown yet. Legend. A year later, he did it again. The rope got caught around his neck again and the crowd cheered thinking it was all part of the act. It wasn't. And he died, leaving his wife here in Deptford. Well, I thought he was brilliant. So me and my mates would jump off that wall just behind me, straight into the Thames, and then clamber back up the ladder over there near the steps. The fastest was the winner, pretending we were the great man himself. We left out the cat part, because my cat would murder me if I tried to tie her to the side of my body. We had a right laugh, until my nan caught us and made us clean up all the rubbish along the foreshore. Darren's fading away now. But if you look to your left, you can see his nan, Janie Byatt, coming out of Aragon Tower. Why? Clean that rubbish up, Darren, yes. Every bit now. Why? Because I'll be checking later. Oh, little rascal he is. <laughs> I love the river, me. It's so calming. And here she is, Aragon Tower. What a sight, eh? <laughs> nice to see the old girl gleaming in the light, isn't it? Yeah, gorgeous. I was the first to move in back in 1962. Number nine was my beautiful three-bedroom flat by the grandest river in the world. When I got there, it was like entering one of them posh hotels in Soho. All shiny fixtures and fittings and curves in all the right places. I turned up with my household possessions, but some Burke had forgotten the keys, so the council had to cut the locks to let me in. I spent many a happy year there, and the view, wow, 
My son was working on the docks nearby. I'd wave at him. Oh, he said he never saw me, but it was nice he knew I was thinking of him. It's a shame that the council sold it. It was nice that even if you weren't rich, you could still have a little dream by the river. Never mind. Things change, I suppose. Oi! Keep cleaning, you little monkeys! Yes, because I am watching! There she goes. Off to keep her grandson in place. If you look behind you now, you can see Janie's son and Darren's dad, John, just coming out of the library doors with a copy of Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man and the Sea. John! Over here! All right. It's all changed here, I can tell you. It's how quiet it is now. That's the biggest difference. On some days working on the docks, you had to shout at each other for a constant 12 hours a day just to be heard. I couldn't speak a word when I got home at night. My mum moved into Aragon Tower and I'd pop into hers for me lunch. It was considered a dying profession being a docker when I started at 18. They were talking about the docks closing every day and all of us knew in our hearts it was only temporary. But what could you do? When the barges used to be lined up next to each other on the dock walls, they would bang against each other on the rhythm of the tide. Rough music, we called it. Then the seagulls would settle by the barges. Just stood there, quietly. Loads of them. We used to say that the seagulls were the souls of all the dead dockers. <laughs> Silly buggers we were. It's nice here, though. Peaceful. Now that all the barges are gone with the docks. Sometimes, though, if I'm walking past here at night, I think I can hear it. The rough music. When the seagulls are about and it's a bit spooky. I might have just had a few too many beers, though, eh? There he goes. Off to the Queen Victoria to meet his mates for a game of darts and a pint of mild. There's lots of families like his. Been in Deptford for years. The library's been here for a while, too. But years ago, it was a place where they used to store the rum from the boats. Take a deep breath. Can you smell it? Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Now. Let's walk away from the river to the next stopping point for Chapter 7. Walk diagonally down the path, past the flats and onto Longshore Road. Walk for a couple of minutes down Longshore, keeping to the right of the black railings near the houses, and then stop on the corner of Bowditch and Longshore. You might want to look at your maps again for this part of the journey. We don't want to lose you. En route, we'll hear some stories from the library.
My name is Luciana Doelibi and I'm one of the women who manage the library. My name is Joyce Jacker and um, I work in Peeps Library. Um, we started this journey, uh, the library was hardly open, was closed most of the time and we had a meeting with um, Darren Taylor, the person who was managed the library at that time and we offered him um, our work to manage the library in exchange of the use of the space because we had lots of dreams to do here. One of the events that I've really enjoyed um, doing here was um, we on a Wednesday we get the befrienders and um, they're elderly people, they've got ailments um, and they come here from one till free and I got to realise that some of them this is the only place they come so um, we cook food we bought piano and um, they sing old songs and they bring and share food and one day one of them came in and said I haven't had a cuddle for a long time so everybody started cuddling and it's really lovely and if I miss it I feel like I've, I've missed a heartbeat. Yeah, so that's what I like. We exchange the use of the space for talents to be given for our community. And one of the program, one of the, the, the projects that you are running here and really turns me is the We Women Circle project. It's a, a network of women that we meet every month on the new moon and every other Friday to make things, to um, get together and to to talk about our lives, to get inspired by each other, to ex exchange talents, skills, and yeah, to, to make a change that you want to be. So, thank you. <laughs> Come to the library to have a cup of coffee and tea. We are open Monday to Thursday, 10 until 6, and Friday, 10 until 3. See you there.